How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking you up to 6.30 on the fan, we're Grant and Danny. Thanks much for making the show part of your Thursday each and every week, we blitz the NFC East. And why stop in the playoffs with the other three teams in the division still playing? Let's take a dive into those operations. Let's get it popping right now. Remember when the Commanders and the Giants were on equal footing just a few short weeks ago? Remember that? Oh, how things have changed. New York is a game away from the NFC title game after the masterpiece from Daniel Jones. Chris Bisgnato, the Giants insider, joins us right now. He's on social at Giants. Insider Chris, what a performance against Minnesota! How much of that was great Giants offense, great Daniel Jones versus terrible Vikings defense? <laughs> well, first of all, I always love coming on this radio station because you guys have the best intro music. I have to give it to you guys. Hey, um, boom! How about it, Darius? Tip of the cap, bro. You got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love love the music. Um, look, it was. It was a combination. Look, Daniel played great. He really did. Um, but the Vikings also are not a good defense. So it, that helped also. When You know, when you have guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slay running crosses that are wide open. Uh, that always hurts. That always helps. But Daniel did make some big-time throws, too, to his credit. Used his legs. Really read the defense well. His receivers found a lot of openings in space when they went zone. Uh, and Daniel connected with them. So that was a great job. Again, the first playoff game ever, as we all know, and he really came through with flying colors. Chris, this Eagles defense is great at getting after the passer, right? The 70 sacks this year is just yeah. a jaw-dropping total. I mean, what's the plan here on offense for the Giants entering this one? <clears throat> well, it's going to have to be Saquon Barkley running the ball. Daniel getting rid of the ball quick. Set up some screens um, because uh, if you you got to get the run game going to slow down these guys get your play action going and all that because if the Giants can't run the ball, it's going to be a long night. Like you said, that's that's jaw-dropping. 70 sacks, four guys in double dig- with double-digit sacks. Uh, it just, it's just incredible what they have up front. And now they're getting you know Robert Quinn back. He'll give them a few snaps to himself. We all know what he could do. Um, so, look, if it's a third long de- type day, um, this is not going to be uh, – a very good result for the Giants. Uh, that's going to be so many keys right there. Dexter Lawrence was an all-pro this year. He's fantastic at D-tackle. It's funny because their their captain, who was a, a pro bowler a couple years ago, you know, Leonard Williams is like a forgotten man. He's just next to him like the Robin to his Batman. <laughs> and he was the top 10 pick. A, how good is Lawrence? How good was his season? Because he's just now starting to get a lot of these accolades. But then B, I, I think he can be very successful against Philly and Hurts, interior pressure, has bothered him this year. 
I don't know that he's going to get the ball out as fast and as accurately as Cousins did in some of those situations. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, that's going to be one of the key matchups. You know, how could Dex do against the all-pro Jason Kelsey? You know, if he wins that matchup, that's uh, that's going to be great for the Giants. Uh, and Leonard Williams is a guy, you know, like you said, Leonard's not getting a whole lot of attention because, you know, Dex still wound up being second-team all-pro. But Leo Williams is really good, man. You know, he does so much on the field. Uh, takes up two two blockers at times and all that, freeing up things for other guys. Um, you know, that's an interior that's an interior battle the Giants hope to win. But you know, Landon Dickerson has been pretty good. You know, Kelsey. I mean, he just he just amazes me, Jace, uh, Kelsey. He really does. How he's still the best center in football. The guy's about thirteen years in the league. Uh, incredible. So. Um, if Dex can win that matchup and force that pocket uh, from the inside, that would be big for the Giants. Chris, how are Giants fans at, at large sort of viewing this now? I mean, to me, this is the ultimate house money scenario, but I've got New York friends who don't view anything that way. You know, like there's an entitlement that every Super Bowl should involve them. How are folks sort of viewing it? Yeah, I tell you what. Um, that house money stuff or the attitude of, okay, you know what? Nobody expected us to be here. We're playing the number one seed. Let's just have some fun. If we look, no, I tell you, man, the attitude here is that the Giants could go in there and win this game. This is a very confident group, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm in the locker room and you could just sense it the way guys are talking that there is no reason why they can't go in there and get this win. You know, they're peaking at the right time. Daniel's playing his, the best football of his career. Brian Dable has everybody believing. Um, everybody believing that there's no reason why they can't win this game. The players absolutely love the game plans that come out every Wednesday where they install them in practice. And this week it was Tuesday because they're playing Saturday. Um, and they feel the coaching staff gives them an edge over anybody. And this is a confident group. I think the fan base, it isn't like, okay, we're going to get smoked uh, like we did back in November. No, they, this is a, it's a very confident-feeling team and a pretty confident-feeling fan base. I'm proud of what the Giants have been able to accomplish, but really I'm just jealous and angry, to be completely All honest. All at the same time, yeah. Because it, it could have been Washington. I mean, they were right there going into that night game. It was one or the other, and, and you were going to get Minnesota. But and it, it was the other. Here the, here the Giants are. <laughs> Chris, thank you, buddy. Enjoy the game. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. Thanks, yeah, Chris. You being on. All right. Before we get to their opponents this weekend, the Eagles, let's make a pit stop in Dallas. Kevin Aglin, Middays, 105.3 The Fan, our sister station out in Texas. Cowboys are going to have their hands full. A 49ers team that does not lose. Brock Purdy looks like the real deal. Kyle Shanahan, scheme, and Purdy offensively have led that group to new heights since the Garoppolo injury. And it's the number one defense in the league. But, man, did Dallas look good against Tampa Bay. Kevin, what have you guys been saying about Dak Prescott's outing? That had to be the best game of his career. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, especially you, Commander Danny. Damn Thank it. you very much. Um, and so I, I think you're on to something. Because, so you guys saw the worst of it with the game against the Commanders, and then you saw the best of it. I don't think there is any team in the playoffs that can swing as much as the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys absolutely have the capability of being the worst team left in the playoffs and the best team left in the playoffs. What are they going to be this weekend? I, I have, I mean, Kevin, I have no idea anymore. I thought they would get lose by three touchdowns after what I saw against Washington, as you mentioned, and they dominated Tampa. Who posts this weekend? 
Yeah, and that's a great question, and that's what we've been kind of trying to break down all week. I think you're going to see closer to the Tampa version than the Washington version by a good margin, which is good because if you get anything like the Washington margin uh, uh, game, you're going to get freaking wiped out in this game. But I think there are some schematic things with the 49ers defense that will probably match up well with the Cowboys offense, and I think they've got a live shot. I am picking the 49ers but I think this should be a heck of a game. All right, so write that script then. Dallas wins. How did they do it? I think there's a couple of things, and it all starts with how the offensive line looks. Now, you can make the argument that because of the way that the defensive backfield, and even to a certain extent the middle of the defense is constructed, that Dalton Schultz should be able to eat for a good chunk of the day. But I think the key is the 49ers are more vulnerable at cornerback than they are across the rest of the defense. And so the key question is going to be, you know, Tyler Smith against Nick Bosa or whichever ones you want to focus on. Will the offensive line for the Cowboys be able to give Dak even a medium amount of time? Because they neutralized Nick Bosa pretty well last year. And if they can do the same thing, that will definitely open it up for the Cowboys offense. They have to do that or else they're going to be smoked. So what I don't know, Kevin, is what it looks like if San Francisco happens to be playing from behind by like a couple scores. And they got to right. drop back and throw every time. I'd be fascinated to see Dallas's pass rush against San Francisco and, and young Brock Purdy having to play that way. Is that something you guys have talked about? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes up a lot, not only because of Brock Purdy factor, which you're right, that is a huge deal, but also this is the best defense that Brock Purdy has faced. And this is the best pass defense, according to DVOA, that Brock Purdy has faced by quite a bit. So I think you, I think that's a great question. And that's why the Cowboys, I mean, if you look at their last couple of divisional games, whether it was against the Rams, the Vikings, even before that, or it was just the wild card round last year against San Francisco is they find themselves in these disadvantageous situations. And that's not going to play on Sunday. If it goes down like that, then it could get bad. But if they stay competitive, then you like the Cowboys opportunity to mold the game into what they want it to be. Tampa didn't run the ball. They they haven't all year. They're the worst in the league at it. But also they fell behind and then couldn't. And they were yeah. interested in doing it anyway. How do you feel about the Cowboys stopping the run against San Francisco? They obviously had some problems here in Washington doing that. Yeah, no, they definitely did. But you did get two reinforcements in the meantime, which you can look at the quality drop. Like when you were going through your – Minnesota's, your Colts, your, you know, you were seeing Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor's, Derrick Henry. You were seeing some of the best backs in the league or the potential for some of the best backs in the league. And the Cowboys were holding up pretty well. And the return of Jonathan Hankins and Leighton Vander Esch are huge for that. Because since y'all talked about the pass rush, the Cowboys are sometimes over aggressive on the pass rush, which leaves them vulnerable to draws or to just basic running plays in general. But having Hankins back who clogs it up in the middle and LVE who is a tackling machine, that makes a huge difference for them. I'm not saying the 49ers aren't going to get theirs because they usually do, but I think that the Cowboys have a shot at mitigating that. Kevin, quick one. Is the Pollard-Elliott dynamic awkward at all? I don't think so. Last year, 100%. But Zeke even said something about it. He was like, look, it was hard, and I had to put my ego aside, which that's like a realistic answer. He wasn't just like, I know I'm great. I'll give the kid a chance. He was like, it was difficult for me to take a step back. This year, I think it's a lot more harmonious than it was last year. 
Is Pollard going to walk this offseason? I think there is a decent shot he gets franchise tagged, actually. I know that there's some oh discussion God. about, yeah. So I, they would that, have Elliott's contract and they would tag him? Here we go. So if that happens, I would not rule out moving on from Ezekiel Elliott. I know the, the money is very, very doable in terms of the dead cap and the savings that you could have if you move off of Zeke this offseason. I know there's thoughts about Terrence Steele, the right tackle, if he might get tagged, but I think Pollard, there's a shot he gets tagged because I think they're seeing how much offense he brings to the table. And I think this is going to be the Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz game if the Cowboys are to win it. You know what I would love is you guys should keep the Zeke contract. You should tag Pollard and then sign Josh Jacobs. You could do like all of those things. In, well, I'm not really that far off. I know you're joking, but in my magical world, we keep Tony Pollard and draft B. John Robinson out of Texas. So yeah, I'm do that all too. about. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Pick him up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if, if there's any place that a malcontent who's upset consistently about his contract needs to go, it's to Dallas. That's just common sense. We collect those people. <laughs> It'll fix itself. All right, Kevin, thanks as always. And please go ahead and take your troll shot at me. Absolutely. Go Cowboys. There he goes. That's Kevin Hagelin. Midday is 105.3 The Fan. Let's talk about the Eagles. Bring out Chris Franklin, Eagles beat for NJ.com, at C. Franklin News on the Twitterverse. Chris, this is on paper a good matchup for Philadelphia, but something about this Giants team, this terrify me. How are folks feeling? I don't hear Chris. Too good of a question. That's what really sometimes. So profound. Just like making it about me. I'm like, they terrify me. What do you think? And then he left. He's like, I'm not talking to that idiot. Maybe after the way that the last interview ended, he decided he would troll you too. Yeah, that's right. He's if, like, I'm not answering that guy's questions. Uh, we'll get Chris Franklin of the Eagles beat. Not NJ.com back on the show. Maybe he's just busy recapping all of the winning that's been happening. He's like, there's so many wins to write about. I'm so tired. Uh, I believe we've got Chris on the line. So we'll get to him right now. We are blitzing the East. On Grant and Danny, the latest on every team in the division. So, Chris, you could just pick up where uh, Danny left off there. So, I think my phone was a little scared of the Giants. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> but when it came to that, I think it's a little cautious optimism right now when you look at it. Uh, this, the, team, the players feel like this, they're feeling pretty confident about this. They know they've seen the Giants a couple of times. They know the moves they've done four times. They know what to expect from them. And it's just a matter of uh, making sure they don't limit their mistakes against this Giants team and moving on to the NFC Championship game. To that point, I don't want to overstate this, right? Because the Eagles in the first half of the game against the Giants backups, albeit, were up like 18 to nothing a few weeks ago, end of the season. Having said that, though, I was mentioning this to Danny earlier. The reason I'm having a hard time feeling real confident in Philly, Jalen Hurts has played basically a game in like a month, and it wasn't a particularly great game. I just feel like there might be even rust if not him not being 100%. I mean, how much is there a feeling of nerves about Hurts with Eagles fans? I think right now, I think the fans are a little bit happier now when you look at the uh, injury report. The fact that he's a full, he's been a full participant, he's not even showing as a designation at all. Yeah, the fact that he's not even showing up on there at all, period. I think that they're feeling a little bit more confident in that one. I think they're a little, little bit more worried about the pain management of right tackle Lane Johnson if he's going to be able to hold up throughout the game. And because if you have uh, Kayvon Thibodeau going against uh, Johnson, who if he's less than like seventy percent, he's not able to block him from that. I think that affects the way you know, that affects Hurts' decision for moving forward when it comes to pass the passing game. 
Chris, this Eagles pass rush is just absurd. Again, I, I keep wanting to yell about 70 sacks to anybody that's listening. I'm stopping strangers on the street, interrupting dinner with my wife and kids to exclaim 70 sacks and how ridiculous that is. Is that going to come into play this week with Daniel Jones running around and some of the gimmickry that you're sure to see from Brian Dable and company? I think if the Giants don't spread out the Eagles and try to go a four or five wide, I think that really could come into play because the one thing I think that you've seen the Eagles have trouble with are quarterbacks that get the ball off their hand quickly. Those veteran guys who are just going to throw the slant and go one, two, throw, get the ball off their hand slant and basically make that nullify that pass rush. So if the Giants plan on playing that, hey, we're going to go under center and we're going to try to throw the ball down the field and use a lot of play action, they better hope they get – get that ball out quickly because I, I that last I still remember that last game where you had uh, Hassan Reddick going against Evan Neal and Hassan Reddick was starting to take, like, act like he was taking his lunch a lot of times. So he they better hope that uh they, they have the they used a quick passing game. If not, it's gonna be a long day for Daniel Jones. Yeah, so let me kind of build on that a little bit. I'm I'm curious, first of all, I mean you've been covering this division, you've seen the Giants a lot. What did you make of Daniel Jones game against the Vikings? He's just been a different guy this year. And then how you feel about him in this spot going up against this vaunted defense. Well, I think I, I look at the I look who they played last week. I mean, I think Daniel Jones went his looks leap years better than what he did. I think on, under Joe Judge, I think he actually has a competent head coach, offensive coordinator that'd be able to get the most out of his talents. That being said, the Vikings defense is just bad. Uh, it's it's just really bad, and and it makes you wonder how they were able to get the, the third seed after everything was said and done. But when I look at that, I still see that a team, a confident Daniel Jones, guy who's not turning the ball over, a guy who's showing his accuracy, and a guy who's running the ball very, very effectively. And I mentioned earlier about spreading the ball out. I'm worried about if the Eagles having to go in that dime defense. Jones not breaking off an 89 yard run, but at least 10 or 12, picking up 10 or 12 yards, getting the first downs and keeping drives alive and keeping that defense on the field. Pick an Eagle on offense and an Eagle on defense that has a huge game. Well, I, I got to go to Boston Scott when it comes to the, He just sees it. 10 of his 16 career Giants touchdowns. Killer. Yep, yep. 10 of his 10, 16 career touchdowns have come against that. And on defense, I'm going to go with uh, James Bradbury. I think that you look at the way he's done. He's going against his former team. He's going to be locked up against Isaiah Hodgins. I think he may get a pick there and, and put the Eagles in a good position to, to score a touchdown. Chris Franklin, Eagles beat. Check him out, nj.com at News. Thank you for the time. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one now. Thanks, Be bye. good. Enjoy your playoff football. Must be nice. So there you go. Blitzing the NFC East on Grant and Danny. There's a new sport, and I use air quotes when I say that because I don't know if it's a new sport. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I can't believe it's happening. I want to talk about that next on Grant and Danny right here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.